Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding for Women where we explore the awakening path and we do that in a really raw, really open, really honest way. Today's episode feels like it's one of those really honest conversations or an opportunity for us to have an honest conversation with ourselves. My aim is to create a space of inner exploration into places that you know maybe you haven't gone into before, um, through doors that you haven't maybe walked into before. This episode is a lot about the unseen realms. So the, the realms outside of the five senses, the realms that are maybe a bit more hidden or on the other side of the veil. Um, there's many ways of saying that, but I think you kind of can feel what that means. Um, it's episode 80. So we've been doing this for a while. I think this is maybe the third year of our podcast, maybe the fourth. I don't even know, um, but quite a while. 80 episodes is, is kind of mind-blowing for me to feel into that. Um, but this episode, I would love to explore the topic of psychic free radicals or the unseen realm of psychic influences or like energetic influences between person and person or the psychic energetic influences between family tribal dynamics, community dynamics, um, almost going into collective thoughts sort of dynamics and how we live in accordance with our our truth, our soul, our highest self amidst all of these external energies, these external influences, these psychic free radicals that are all around us and will always be all around us. And so I want to be very cautious <laughs> And, and hold the line to not go into a place of fear. I think that when we start to explore topics like energy vampires and topics like psychic free radicals and cleaning out the energetic closet and psychic hygiene and projections, energy coming at us from others, um, there's this potential to go into a place of, of fear, really. And so I'm holding this space that is, is not that. <laughs> and I'm, I'm speaking this up front to sort of bring that up to the light and up that up to the surface that a lot of these conversations can sort of spiral into that place of, of really bringing up um, some fear or that like fear mongering. I think there's lots of people who have these conversations, but um, it's like they're almost wanting to invoke fear in others. And that's a form of psychic free radicals, right? Like that wanting to invoke fear in another is a form of that. It's a form of like spell casting. I know spell casting might be a, an interesting word, but not from, we don't even have to get all like witchy or sorcerer about it, but just thoughts, 
<laughs> can be spellcasting. Powerful, emotionally fueled thoughts aimed at a certain person can be a form of spellcasting, right? Like there's 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 a influence to that that that's that's a real force in the world and we can feel that you walk into a room and we'll, we'll get into the guts of this topic in a minute but i'm kind of going to set up this little foundation for us to walk in there it's like you walk into a room and someone's in a really foul mood like foul mood you know that's very tangible. You might not even see them per se, but you can, there's a sense of like, whoa, what have I just walked into? What kind of psychic storm? Or you walk into a room where two people have just had an argument, like a couple, right? How many of us have done this? You walk into a room where a couple has just been in a heated argument and you walk in, you weren't a part of the argument, you haven't seen the argument, but you could like cut the tension with a knife. You can sense that energetic atmosphere of that, right? I know that some of this stuff starts to get really wild to talk about and I don't want to go far into that place. I want to speak from a place that supports, supports our awakening and supports this ever increasing sensitivity to psychic free radicals. I think that's maybe the guts of the conversation that feels like it will be the most useful, that will serve us all the most is really this space of, you know, on this awakening path, what we're doing, part of it, especially on the feminine path, is we're peeling back a lot of the armoring, a lot of the armoring, we're letting go of the numbing habits, the anesthetizing ways. I, I know that I used to walk through the world just numbed out, you know, just like, like feel what? I've, and then, you know, as you start to de-armor and de-rubble and peel back all of this, these ways of distracting and anesthetizing and ignoring feelings and ignoring the feminine, which is incredibly receptive. There's this beautiful and amazing sensitivity that is part of, of the feminine gift, is this sensitivity. And I know that I sit in so many circles with women and the question will always come like, I'm, I'm really sensitive and I'm really empathic. How do I maneuver through this experience? It might be a rewilding workshop or it might just be life. Lots of times it's questions of life. How do I, how do I like hold my own, but still allow my sensitive nature to be operating? Like, where is this? How do I walk that tightrope? How do I even find that fine line? Like what's healthy? What's, what's, you know, if you're thinking of a tightrope and you walk that tightrope and, and, and that walking of that tightrope is where, you know, we're receptive and we're feeling and we're open to all of these feminine gifts, but we're not being hurt by it. Does that make sense? It's not hurting us to be sensitive to feel 
to be open to our intuitive nature, our emotional intuitive nature. It's not hurting us, right? So that's, um, you know, you're walking that tightrope and on, and that middle line on the tightrope is, is this like beautiful aligned place of a beautiful alignment and it's very healthy and it's very supportive. And then on one side of it is like splayed open, right? You just, you just splayed open and that's not healthy to be just splayed open, absorbing everything, being bowled over by everything. Um, does that make sense? So it's, it's like so permeable that it's not healthy for you or other or the environment that you're in on one side of that tightrope. And then if you fall to the other side of that tightrope, that's I'm guarded, I'm armored, I'm protective, I've got, you know, walls of layering stuff around me and, and I'm, you know, <laughs> pulling. That's not serving self. That's, that's not serving other, that's not serving environment. So conversation I would love to have is this this walking and, and you know, in this conversation, what can I share? What can I offer? Maybe what can I open your thoughts to, your mind to, or your energetic space to that will help in a way to stay on that, that healthy, in that healthy space for you, right? It's very unique to all of us, the degrees to which we are um, sensitive and empathic are very, very different for, for all of us. Um, so also honoring that, like the unique, healthy space for you will be different than the unique, healthy space for me. It's just different. So I'm, I'm, I'm very much honoring that. So I'm going to invite you to come into that space that we oftentimes open up to in podcasts and in rewilding online things and circles and live streams. And it's that space of, you know, being, being open to what arises within, allowing other wisdom centers to come online. So it's not just left brain logical. I know I'm talking a lot, but the aim is to be able to share something, talk about something, energetically open something that's not just left brain logical. And sometimes it helps to just take a moment to breathe the heart open. So to breathe the heart mind open and then to breathe the gut mind open, to breathe womb mind open, to breathe like horror open, to breathe like upper higher heart open. You know, so just taking a moment and feeling into what can you do, and you might have very different practices to me, to bring these other wisdom centers online. So to start to come into a space where body wisdom comes online, heart wisdom comes online, gut wisdom, womb wisdom comes online, right? The central channel comes online. We're just in this place. And it's, and it's also the need to have a safe space for that, the need to have a safe space for that. And that's probably something that we'll explore in this podcast. We might go into it now, actually, I think, is for us to be able to, like this practice is a great little exploration for us to be able to open up heart wisdom, to open up our bodies, a safe space is extraordinary 
extraordinarily supportive to that. A safe container is extraordinarily supportive to that. Now, you can look at safe containers and safe spaces as external environments. You can look at them as self-creating that safe space for self, so an internal environment where you have the capacity to create a safe space for yourself. You have that capacity to create that safe space for yourself in order to be open in this way, right? I love how this we I love how this is weaving because it's like this this practice that we just did here is exactly what we're talking about in this episode. It's exactly what we're exploring together. Um, so maybe just breathing that for a moment before I move on and we start going into other things, just letting that sink and letting that settle for a second and feeling into and being a bit like reflective or introspective around, you know, what is safe space for me? What is safe container for me? Feeling externally, what is safe space for me? What is safe, supportive, nurturing container for me? And then feeling internally. So how can I energetically, psychically create that space for myself? How can I create that space internally for myself? How do I do it? How have I done it in the past? And these are beautiful reflective questions to spend more time on, to meditate on if that feels right, um, or to just kind of leave sit here like percolating. And then the answer or something might arise over the week or the coming weeks of like, oh, wow, this is, this is my safe space. Oh, this is my unsafe space. <laughs> so just, we'll just leave that. Uh, we'll leave that where that is. Um, where do we want to go from here? Love to talk a little bit more about the unseen realms. And I was using this analogy this morning um, in another live that we did in the Facebook group. And it was this analogy of sometimes we'll wake up in the morning. This is just an example. And again, reflecting on your own life and feeling into how this serves you or what this brings up for you. Sometimes we'll wake up in the morning and we'll just feel like we're in a funk. Like you just feel funky or you feel off or you just feel unwell. And for some of us, we automatically go to real physical, tangible things, like things in the seen world. So what did I eat yesterday? Did I eat something bad yesterday? Was I around someone who had a cold or a bug or a, you know, a flu or something. We'll, we'll go to those like real tangible physical places. And then we go, eh, no, no, no. And then we just kind of leave it at that. Like, meh, that's, that's enough. But what I feel like a lot of us are moving into is becoming aware that there's so much more at play. There's so much more at play than 
what is seen physical, tangible. There's, there's this whole other realm at play, this whole other unseen realm, this energetic realm, this psychic realm that's at play, that's affecting us, that's influencing us, that's infecting us sometimes, for lack of a better way to say it. So it's like I caught a physical cold, a physical flu, a physical virus, a physical bug, physical bacteria from someone, right? That's a physical form. But there's this whole other realm of like catching a, an emotional virus, a mental virus, a psychic virus from someone isn't, I know, don't go into fear. We're not going into fear. We're just being radically honest about this. We have to be radically honest about this. There is this whole realm and many of us are becoming incredibly perceptive to it. Now, for me, I believe, hmm, yeah. I think that's the best way of saying that for me, my own experience and in observing lots of others' experiences is that walking the awakening path, it's not that we're, it's not that our psychic immune system is decreasing. Does that make sense? I think this is where some of us may have had this wrong in the past or, or might have some, 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 Something, something, something there. But it's, I mean, it just challenge us all on this belief that I, I, I have heard from others, like walking this awakening path, I, I'm actually, my, my psychic immune system doesn't work like it used to. I'm, I'm not as immune to mind viruses, to you know, emotional viruses, to psychic viruses, to projections coming at me. I'm not, I'm not as immune. And here's what I challenge on that. I don't believe that you're not as immune. I don't believe that waking up, becoming more and more conscious, rising, raising our vibrations, I don't believe that it decreases our psychic immune system. What I believe is that we just become more aware of it we become more conscious of that too. So if we're becoming more, more and more conscious of everything, we are also becoming more and more conscious of this. It's not that suddenly I'm so much more permeable and affected by other people's stuff or projections or energy vampirical ways or whatever, whatever it is. It's just that we can now see it in a way that we didn't see it when we were more asleep, when we were more unconscious. And that's, a, you know, that's something to just reflect on in yourself of, wow, what do I believe around this? Or what have I thought about this? Have I just thought like, oh man, I've, I've awakened myself. I've gone too far. I've gone too far. I'm, I'm too awake. This is too painful. This is too painful to be this awake. And waking up is, is painful. 
you know, starting to really become conscious and to see there is a bit of pain in it. There is a bit, you know, dark night of the soul. There is a bit of pain. It's, it's the, and, and I love, I've heard a few um, practitioners speak. It's not dark night of the soul. It's dark night of the ego. <laughs> it's not the soul that's having a bad time. <laughs> the soul's having a great time. It's the ego that's having a bad time. It's the ego that's struggling with it. And the little self, you know, the little self, the, the fear parts of self. So that's just something else to reflect on. That's maybe kind of that next piece to just reflect on, you know, wow, what, what are my actual beliefs around this? And, and to really challenge them, you know, to challenge, is this a healthy, is this healthy? Is this supportive? And so I would invite us all to feel into what if we were to be very conscious of it to one, not deny that there are psychic free radicals, that there are not, you know, emotional viruses and there are not, you know, mental viruses and, and all of these, these things. And, and, and the virus is such like a, ah, like fear word. I'm not saying it like that. You know, like bugs, we call it like flu bug. Oh, I've just got a little bit of a cold. <laughs> So we can, we can tone it down if it's starting to like get agitating on the, the system. Just tone it, just pull it back a little bit. Like, oh, it's just a, it's just a little bit of a, a mental cold. Like I, I, I caught, I caught an emotional cold from someone. It's just a little cold, just a little bug going around. So what if we were to stop one denying that, that, that exists? What if we were to take it to the next level of honoring that it exists, honoring, honoring, like being in reverence to the fact that this is humanity, like honoring it, being in reverence to it. So it's instead of being like, whoa, protect, 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 which is the other thing that I see a lot. Um, and lots of questions come in about that often is how do I, how do I protect myself? How do I, how do I protect myself? And I think there are times and there are spaces where, you know, protection things are valuable. And then there are times and spaces where that's actually very hampering. It's actually very limiting and it's actually coming from a fear place, not a love place, right? Can you feel that in your system? And, and the protection is actually starting to hurt. It's, it's hurting more than it's helping, right? It's more fear-based than it is love-based, right? Do you, do you feel that it's more ego-based, little self-based versus soul-based, high self-based? Can you feel the difference between that? And so what if we were to approach this realm from this very high level place, like soul place, soul place of, yeah, this is an aspect of humanity. This is an aspect of humanity. Like instead of hating it and protecting against it and getting all scared about it, we'd get really conscious about it. Just really aware really conscious of it and 
Now we're gonna take it to the third step, right? The third step. One is, first step was we're not denying it. Two is that we're getting really conscious of it. And three, what if we were to step into a space of love about it? What, what is that? Like, what is a space of love? Love about it? Like, we're ridiculously conscious of it. And love doesn't mean acceptance of, of psychic projection on you or someone dumping or energy vampiring from you, but it's a place of love, right? A place of love, a place of, it's there, you're not denying it. Two, you're not being in a fear place of it. You're, you're, you're conscious of it, right? We're, we're conscious of it, we're aware of it. And then we come into a place of love, love. And for me, that place is the most protective place that I can be. That gives me the highest level of psychic immunity, the highest level of psychic immunity, right? So I'm not walling up against it, guarding myself against it, protecting myself, you know, walling myself off from the world from it. I'm in a place of openness, honoring it, seeing it, not denying it, not pretending that it's not there. I'm not loving it. We, f we fuck up the word love a lot. Like we think love means compromising. We think love means, you know, making everyone happy. We have all of these like weird things of love. I'm talking about high love. And high love, high love is like soul love. So if we're in a space of high love, high love around this energy, soul love around this, right? Someone's projecting something at you and you are in a place of high soul love, high soul love, right? You don't accept something that's not supportive to your soul. It doesn't come in. If you're in a place of high soul love, accepting something that is false, untrue, from fear, right? That doesn't have a place. It doesn't have a place. It doesn't come in. It's not that kind of a love, right? It's can be, we've been talking a lot about the dark goddess. It can be part of that gift of the dark goddess love, fierce love, fierce love, right? The no is as loving as the yes. The no, no, I'm not accepting that. No, that's not about me. That's a reflection of you, right? Can be the most loving thing, the highest aligned thing that we could possibly do in that moment, right? It's loving it from that place. Yeah, it's kind of wild. And so maybe we'll just pause and reflect on that for a moment is what does that feel like? Think about an area, a relationship of your life, something in your life where you know they're psychic free radicals. Like we're not stupid. We're not stupid. We know. We know we know we've all got people in our lives, um, aspects of our lives, areas of our lives where there's where where it's just psychically wild. 
right? Or there's, there's a projection, right? The projections are psychic free radicals. P projections are, are, it's an energetic force coming at you. It's a spell casting. You know, when I, let's come up with an example. When I project onto my partner, you know, I, I, I project father onto my partner. I am, I am putting an energetic cloud around him. I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting that in his force field. I'm putting father, my experience with my own father, I'm putting in his field. Now, most of us are, will, most humans at this point anyways, I, I, at this point, most humans will go through their entire lives not even knowing when they're projecting father or mother onto their partner, right? When we do it all the time, like it's one of the primary things in intimate relationships. It's, it's one of the primary things is we, we project father or mother onto our partner. We, you know, our intimate, our closest, most intimate people, we project everything onto them. All of it. We, we, we play out our karmas with them. You know, it's like, Hey, can you role play this for me? I didn't quite figure out a like highest alignment here. I didn't quite work through this thing that I came here to learn when I was five, six, seven, eight, nine growing up with my dad. So if you could just, you know, step in, be that so I can continue to either be stuck and keep working out this karmic pattern or this family absorbed conditioned pattern, that would be great because I'm comfortable in there. I know that. And we're really just operating from a very unconscious, routined, patterned place, right? And this is part of the awakening is we start to see that those things start to be revealed. So it's not that they haven't always been there. You just didn't see them before or feel them before. For many of that, that's been the case. It's not, um, oh, suddenly all of this starts showing up like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm becoming more and more conscious and suddenly, you know, all the vampires show up. That's, not typically the case. It's not typically the case. The vampires have always been there because it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's like, um, it's like lock and key, you know, lock and key. I talk about this sometimes is, you know, I've got this energetic, um, puzzle piece. Like it's like a puzzle piece. Like here's, here's my puzzle piece. And I need someone of the opposite puzzle piece to fit in to my puzzle piece. Right. And so, so you like walk around and you think you're looking for the one you're actually just looking for the puzzle piece that fits your puzzle piece to the degree that, that works. Right? Then we start evolving in relationship and suddenly like our puzzle piece stops fitting our person's puzzle piece. And we're like, Hey, why isn't my relationship good anymore? Like I've just evolved myself out of my relationship. Yeah that happens. That happens. Like the pieces don't fit. You know, now your piece is like this and they're like, ah, you know, so then you walk around and then you find like someone who's got this piece <laughs> and oh, okay, cool. We can do this for a while until that shuts. And they're like, oh, okay. New one. Um, so maybe reflecting on that for a moment, just taking like a, a quick pause and to allow whatever to arise, arise. 
human relationships, like one-on-one -on -one relationships are oftentimes a really great place to reflect. Sometimes it's really hard to see or sometimes it's really obvious to see like, wow, Yep, first this person came in my life to play that energy vampire. I'm just using energy vampire as an example to be energy vampire. And then, you know, they got out of my life, but actually then this person just showed up to be energy vampire. And the thing to ask ourselves about it, when we find that we're in these, you know, interesting, not necessarily super supportive or they're starting to not feel supportive or they're starting to not feel aligned, psychic dynamics, you know, we find ourselves in these, these psychic dynamics that maybe abuse, abuser, abusee, victim, abuser relationships, any, anything. I'm just, I'm giving up lots of random examples. So just feeling into like what it is for you or like, like father daughter relationship playing out in intimate partnership or maybe your mother or your savior, you, you know, you just, you like to be the savior or you like to be whatever it is, right? We've all got our unique little things. <laughs> and, and so in this reflection, just, you know, feeling into like, wow, what, what, what have I been, been in? And this is the piece that I really wanna get to in this component is, how is it serving me? I know this is like that radical honesty piece that just sucks. It usually just sucks. Cause it's, how is it, what am I getting out of it? So yeah, I'm feeling that this psychic entanglement or this codependency, we can use that word, or this, this psychic dynamic, I think that's probably the best way, the psychic dynamic doesn't, it's not supportive. It, 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 it's not, you know, like on one level, it's just it's not, it's not, it's not good for me. It's not, it doesn't feel good for me. It's not healthy for me. But, but to really get real with self and go, well, how is that serving? How, like, what am I getting out of it? What am I getting out of the continuation of this? What do I get out of it? What do I get out of being victim? What am I getting out of it? What am I getting out of daddy daughter relationship in my intimate partnership. What, what do I get out of it? Cause we're getting something out of it or we wouldn't be in it that, you know, that we're gaining something or we feel like we're gaining something because we wouldn't be in it. And we may or may not be able to bring this to consciousness at this point. So these things, they also just become conscious kind of when they're ready to become conscious for us. Um, and then the other piece, so if you're at a place of like, I don't really know what I'm getting out of it. Then ask yourself, what is the cost to get out of that? What is the cost? What will it cost you? So sometimes we're in these psychic dynamics um, and they're not feeling like they're supportive or they're healthy but we stay because the cost is too high. The cost is too high. The cost to detribe is too high. The cost to remove myself from these family dynamics is too high. The cost to remove myself from this psychic force field or this psychic interaction or entanglement or dynamic, I think dynamic gives us the least amount of defenses, 
right? What is the cost? What is that going to cost me to, to shift it? It might not even be that you move out of the relationship or out of the family. It's not even a physical out of that. But what is the cost of that? What is the cost of that? So it's getting real with self. And then, um, I feel like that's a lot of shining the light on ourselves at this point. I was like, mm, do I take this, like the next layer? Do we, do we really get in there with the spotlight? Like how, how fiery are we feeling? How like truth bombing are we feeling? So, all right, let's do it. Let's go there. Why not? You could always switch the podcast off at this point and be like, I've had enough. Like, this is enough. I don't want to hear anything else about myself. I don't want to know about myself. I still want to keep blaming it on other. It's their fault. Their fault. They've done it. You know, you can switch this off. Then to go, where am I? So hard to find words to this. So if we go into these unseen realms, let's go into these unseen, let's get this, let's think this really feminine. Let's go real feminine. So let's just honor feminine. Honoring like feminine unseen realms, feminine psychic places, like the gifts of the feminine, which are also shadow. There are lots of times they're shadowy gifts of the feminine. But one of these like shadowy gifts of the feminine is real ability to work in the unseen like real ability to work in the unseen. It's why our intuition is so incredibly intelligent. It's right, like the feminine is very good at the unseen. She's very good at the undercurrents, right? It's, it's like that sly undercurrent manipulation. Like I'm gonna say this, but this is what's actually going on. Can you feel that? So this is like shining the light on self and us just being radically honest. Like what, what the hell do we have to lose, right? We're We've got this life. What, what do we have to lose? Why not shine the light? Why not see what's in there? Why not see where we, we are the manipulators, where we are the ones, you know, where, where you, I, where, where we are the ones that are like hooking into something. Like that's a really great feminine trick is this hook in, like hooking into something, like anchoring in, you, you anchor in. And, and how, like what are the psychic games psychic games that you're playing manipulative psychic games like when are you playing like psychic chess psych and you know it's not out of love like psychic chess for someone to become their most empowered highest most soul aligned self that's great psychic chess right i mean that's what we pay therapists for that's what we pay like brilliant practitioners and facilitators for is because they're very good at maneuvering psychic pieces to bring you to a place that is your most evolved highest most empowered self that's beautiful psychic chess but where are we playing psychic chess from a place of fear or a place of safety security or a place of like low level basement shit, right? From that place, from that, from little self, from ego self, where are we playing? Because that is the unseen realms. That's psychic stuff, right? That's psychic stuff. So where are we doing it? Not, it's a lot easier to say where it's being done to us, right? But that's only one side of the coin. There's two sides of the coin. There's two sides of that beautiful, sweet coin, 
right? It's, it's, and so to look at that other side and to be okay, to just to be compassionate with self, to be compassionate with our humanity, to love the crap out of our humanity, and to, to understand that it's a lot of times coming from a place of safety and security, like I just wanna feel safe. And I only feel safe when I can manipulate you into feeling guilty enough to always have to stay with me or something like that. You know, I can, I can manipulate you or I can maneuver you into, or I can emotionally blackmail you into this so that I get this. This is such deep stuff and for many it's totally unconscious. It's totally unconscious. Your system is doing it and it learned to do it when you were very, very little, 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 little one, right? Or, or we've absorbed it from family conditioning, like my grandmother knows how to do this and so you, you absorbed that and you know how to do that. Like you know how to maneuver the whole of the family to do exactly what you want because it makes you feel comfortable. It makes you feel safe, even at the detriment of, of another soul truth. Another soul truth because, and, and a lot of times it is that safety security place. It is, it is just, or it's a comfortable, like I'm really, I, I'm, I'm comfortable when I can control things. I'm comfortable when I can keep things in this way. And so how do you, what do you do to maneuver other so that you feel safe, so that, you, you know, you, your, your world feels stable? Right? Your safety security is in challenge. Your bank account is in challenge. Your home is in challenge. The all of everything that you know is in challenged. I know, like we're in the basement now. <laughs> we're in first chakra territory. We're in second chakra territory. So that's, um, that's that next level of really shining the light on self. And so maybe just to wrap up, wrap up this conversation um, around the unseen realms. You know, we spoke about honoring how much is at play constantly, whether we're conscious of it or not. You know, whether, whether we're conscious of it or not, there's, there's flu bugs and bacteria that causes physical colds all, all over the place. They're there, right? We can't see them. We can't, but we know they're there. You know, we designed the microscope so we could see them. I'm, I'm waiting for the instrument that we designed so that we can see psychic bugs. Like, where's that instrument? Where are those scientists? I'm, I'm sure that we've got some sort of instrument somewhere, right, that are monitoring psychic fields. I mean, I know that there's scientific studies out there to show psychic studies. And, you know, just that one study of a person observing an atom changes the course of that atom. A person observing, I'm simply looking at an atom and it changed the course of the atom. That's how much we're plugged in. That's how much we are connected, interconnected. The whole of everything is so interconnected. And so to honor the psychic space, you know, to really honor the psychic space and, and it feels to me that the whole of humanity is moving to ever-increasing, um, ever-increasing like psychic capacities, um, ever-increasing and, and 
I think I'm thinking I'll, if I keep talking on that, I'll go off into one of my like Sabrina soliloquies on, you know, my own thoughts of the collective and I won't go there. I won't bore you with that. But to, to bring it back around to the awakening path and really feeling into like, let's be real about what it does mean to become conscious, conscious evolution conscious evolution. Anyone walking the spiritual path is, is working toward conscious evolution. Anyone meditating, you are becoming, you are changing the cell, the very cellular structure of your whole being. Anyone doing feminine reclamation work, anyone working with Shakti or Kundalini, you are becoming more enlightened, right? You're becoming more and more conscious. And so we will start to see more, you know, we will start to become aware of more and honoring that, just honoring that this is part, this is part of it. It's part of it, us becoming, and there's no, and, and to put those, you know, let, let little self have its fears and it's like, ah, I need to protect myself. And yeah, sometimes it's valuable. I'm also not saying that, but to really honor the fact that that's, that's, you know, that's oftentimes ego, little, little self, and, and that there is this place of, of loving the reality of it, loving it, staying conscious to it, staying present to it, staying in a place of love, staying in a place of love. Like, yeah, I can feel, I can feel your projection coming at me. I can feel it. And this is, you know, this is coming from a very personal example. Like I can feel the full force of your projection coming at me and it's not nice. It ain't nice. But to come to a place where I'm so, I'm open, I'm not denying it, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not, um, what is the word? I'm not, what is this? <laughs> this is <a> contracting. <laughs> I'm not contracting because of it. I'm able to stay here. I'm able to be in my center so much that that can't take me off, that it doesn't come into my field, that it doesn't throw me out of alignment, that I don't start to question myself, that I don't start to think, oh, I'm, maybe I am a blah, 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 because you're, you're putting so much of that at me, right? It's a, it's a different space to be. It's, a, it's like being solid in my bones. I know who I am. I know my truth. I know my truth. I know who I am and I know my truth. I know that and I stay true north. I stay soul aligned and I can stay here and I can see, right? I can see I don't have to do escapism. I don't have to run away. I don't have to cower. I don't have to do this. I can stay here and not be affected. I can be fully aware, fully present to it and fully in love, not be, now that's a practice of course. And there's some energies that are a lot easier for us than other ones. Right? There's some that are, that are just really easy. Someone projects something that is just not one of your little hot spots, and you're like, oh, that's weird. Like, why would you? That's just weird. <laughs> There's just doesn't, does nothing. And part of this awakening path and this de-rubbling and this reclamation and all of this stuff, you know, more and more light coming in and the central channel gets wider and wider. You know, there are less of these little spots where, where it can get in, you know, versus like someone gets your spot. They get the weak link. And it's often like those who are closest to us are like, especially intimate partners, they're like, yeah, that one right there. I'm gonna pull. 
poke that spot right there. Like they, it's part of their job, right? Like poke, poke. Here's where you're not conscious yet. Poke, poke. Here's where you just totally fall out of love. Here's where you, here's where you contract. Here's where you do this. Here's where you accept falseness. Here's where you crumple. Here's where you lose it. Here's where you shut down. Those are all moments of practice. They're all moments of practice. They're places to practice from. They're giving us material. They're giving us material to practice from. They're giving us like food, you know, like, like, like here, here to practice with, to, to, to build that soul stamina, to come back to self, to, you know, to finally work through that karmic thing or to finally make that unconscious pattern conscious to, to then be released, to then be let go of, you know, like maybe that unconscious family pattern or karmic pattern to be released and to be let go of. Wow. Um, awesome to be with you all today. I'm super grateful for the women who were on the live just before this in our Facebook group. So we had just done something on this Mercury retrograde that we're currently in. So depending on when you're listening to this, um, we did a live just before this talking about um, more of like the current astrology and and how that relates to this topic. So it very much relates to this topic, um, but really grateful to our community for all the shares around what's coming up for them in the unseen realms and how it this really was co-created based on that conversation, based on questions that our community was asking and sharing and experiences that everyone was sharing. So super grateful for that and just grateful to be here with you in whatever form or fashion that, that we are together. Maybe it's just dipping into a podcast. Maybe it's in online workshops. Maybe it's in physical space. Um, something that I talked about in the last episode and I'll invite you to in this episode too is our webinar. So there's a two hour webinar coming up and it's living soul. It's this, like it's this, it's this, it's, it's the practices, it's the, living from soul, right? Creating, living, leading from soul, that place, like soul stamina. So really related to what we've talked about today, that being able to stay in center, being able to stay aligned and in soul, regardless of all the psychic free radicals, right? Like how to live self, how to live soul, how to live openly, how to honor feminine, how to be from that space, um, despite everything around us, all the influences, the relationships, the psychic free radicals, the, all of that stuff. Um, and that's coming up on the 25th, 25th, I think it's 25th, 25th of February. So if you're listening to this before then you still got an opportunity to hop on to the webinar. So you just name an email and then I can get you the access details for, for that webinar, um, which is also, um, kind of a conversation around our five day feminine leadership um, conference, retreat, intensive, deep dive. So to me, feminine leadership is soul living. It's creating from soul, living from soul, leading from soul in complete honor of the feminine without disregarding the masculine, like this equality balance of them. Um, so that's, that option's on the table too. There's early bird until March 1st for that. So if you're really feeling like, whoa, this is... <laughs> I need, I need more than just a two-hour webinar. Sabrina, webinar is, is not really singing to me. That'll be great, but I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to live this. I'm ready to rewire my whole system. I'm ready to open up my energetic channels. I'm ready to wire myself to soul, my own soul, my own unique expression of the divine through me. That's what we're doing in Sedona, um, middle of March, end of March, toward the end of March. Um, 
And you can find that on our website too. That's under, I think, events, programs, events, in person, something like that. Um, and if that's calling, I'll see you there or I'll see you when I see you, where I see you, how I see you. So much love.